0: Jerusalem is the center of the world. All ancient roads once passed through this ancient city of destiny. Today, it remains the world's focus of attention. To this city of peace that had no peace, the king of the universe came calling. It was here, on the mountain overlooking the temple, Jesus uttered his most famous predictions. Not only did he describe the destruction of Jerusalem, but he amazingly described the end of our days. Now here's pastor and teacher John Carter to explain the prophecy about Jerusalem and the last night on earth.
1: Welcome back to part two, my friend. We're talking here today about the last night on earth.
0: What were the events that preceded the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD?
1: Now, in the first part of our program today, we talked about the great Jewish temple. and We talked about how it was destroyed by the Romans under Titus in 70 AD, and Jesus said this would be a type or an illustration of the end of the world, the last night on earth. Then Jesus, after he spoke about the destruction of the Jewish temple, he gave certain signs that would precede the destruction of of the Jewish temple and those signs would be repeated on a worldwide scale before the end. Notice, for instance, Matthew 24 and verse 7 and 8. Jesus said, here it is, uh, verse 7 and 8. He said, For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Now, the next verse is full of meaning. It says, All these are the beginning of sorrows. Now, we're going to talk about this because it's tremendously important. Jesus spoke about wars, famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. And, of course, you'll say to me, but these things have always happened. And this is true. But the next verse tells us in what context This verse is relevant to us today. When it says all these things are the beginning of sorrows, it's talking about the experience that a woman has when she gives birth to a baby. Because the pains start rather softly and there's quite a distance between the pains, so I'm told, (laughs) So Beverly has told me, so I've seen. But then the pains become more severe and the pains become far more intense. And after there is a tremendous amount of pain and a lot of intensity, the baby is born. Jesus said, that's how it's going to be. There are going to be more wars. There are going to be worldwide wars. There are going to be worldwide famines. There are going to be all of these tremendous disasters like earthquakes. And then Jesus said, the baby is going to be born. There's going to be a brand new world. So let me make this plain. Before the last night on earth, we're going to see wars. We're going to see famines We're going to see pestilences. We're going to feel the earthquakes, but they're going to be more violent, more intense. May I remind you, my friend, of this. Today, the nations are armed with nuclear weapons. We've only had the capacity to destroy life on the planet for about 80 years. You have nations that have become suddenly even in our own time, very, very belligerent, and they're threatening us with nuclear weapons. We are living in the days of the apocalypse. I think of Russia and China and North Korea. Then other nuclear powers like America, Israel. I think of the conflict in Taiwan. I think of India. Pakistan, I think of what's going on at present in Ukraine. I think of the possibility of war breaking out in Europe. I think of how Chernobyl has been attacked. And Zaporozhye. I know these places, I have been there. We are living in the time of the apocalypse. We are living in the time that is described here In Matthew chapter 24, this is the truth. Do you find any
0: strength and comfort in being a believer in Jesus Christ?
1: I find tremendous comfort and strength in being a believer in Christ. In John chapter 14, verses 1 to 3, Jesus said, Let not your hearts be troubled. He said, You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am there you may be also. Listen, my friend. I can see the fulfillment of the great prophecies of the Bible. I believe. That the end of the world is coming, but I believe that Christ is coming. And Christ is coming to save his people. And in this, I take great comfort and great hope.
0: What are some other signs of the future that we should watch for?
1: Well, these signs are sort of amazing. Matthew 24, verses 9 down to 14. Please let me read it to you. Jesus said, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Now I'm sort of staggered, I'm sort of amazed when I turn on my television and I see what is taught by. Almost all of the evangelists in North America, my evangelical friends, and they tell me that the church is going to be raptured home to glory and they're not going to go through the great tribulation. I find this amazing because it's not what Jesus taught. Jesus said, they'll deliver you up to tribulation. Then many will be offended, will betray one another and will hate one another. This happens on this earth. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. False religious leaders. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And Then verse 13 he said, But he who endures to the end will be saved. Now listen carefully. Listen up and listen good. All of these things happened before Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. There were tremendous wars. There were false Christs. There were false prophets. There were false religious leaders, just as there are false religious leaders today. There were great deceivers, and there was also a great time of tribulation that the church went through. These prophecies will be fulfilled in our day and in our age and you and I will see these prophecies come to pass.
0: Why are these prophecies recorded in the Scriptures?
1: Well, the prophecies recorded in the Scriptures so that people who are honest in heart will have evidence to believe. Now, my friend, I don't believe in blind faith. I have people say, well, look, all you gotta do, just believe, just believe. You don't need any evidence, just believe. No, 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 I don't believe that. That's not what the Bible teaches. Jesus said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. I want a faith that is built upon the truth. And when you study the prophecies, you have a tremendous amount of evidence why you can believe in God. The fulfillment of Bible prophecy gives to our hearts evidence why we can believe. Let me quote to you Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. This is almighty God talking. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God says, I can see the end from the beginning. God says, I'm the sovereign Lord. I'm in charge of everything. And God has written these prophecies down in this book that is called the Bible. And when you study these prophecies, you have overwhelming evidence why you can believe in God. I've had the privilege of preaching to millions of atheists around the world and vast numbers of these good people found faith in Christ because of the evidence of the Bible prophecies. Prophecy is given so that we can believe Here's another reason the prophecies are given. The prophecies are recorded to comfort the persecuted people of God so that they can say, we are not alone. God is with us. And there's another reason the prophecies are given. They're recorded so that we will know where we are in the stream of time. And today I feel like crying out in the words of the old hymn, oh, now I see the gleams of the golden morning. The prophecies tell me, my friend, we are nearing home. Jesus is coming.
0: What words of Christ are relevant for us today?
1: Let me read you the words of Christ from this tremendous prophecy of Matthew chapter 24 and verse 15. Oh, I should read verse 14 also, 14 also. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. I meet some people who are really unbelievers and they say, well, it's impossible. It's not going to happen. And these are unbelievers in the church. <laughs> they say, evangelism doesn't work anymore. They're unbelievers, you say. they're religious unbelievers, and the church is full of these religious unbelievers. But the Bible says, Jesus says, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. You can't stop it, my friend. And then verse 19 and onwards. This is a great passage. Uh, Verse 19 and onwards. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. The winter is not going to go away, neither is the Sabbath. (laughs) The Sabbath endures, my friend, because it is the Lord's day. But then verse 21 says, for then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, no nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then, if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it, for false Christs and false prophets will rise. And show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. That's God's people, the elect. See, I've told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. This is talking about spiritism. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man but I'm going to read verse 28 because this is a verse many people do not understand. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. Now, what on earth is Jesus talking about when he said all of these strange, mysterious words? Now, listen to me. I'm going to tell you because this is of great importance, Jesus said the abomination of desolation is going to stand in the holy place. What is he talking about? The first fulfillment was when the Roman soldiers came and surrounded Jerusalem. The abomination of desolation is a term. Are you Are listening? That refers, you're listening, it refers to the Antichrist. So Jesus said that the Antichrist is going to come against the people of God. And then Jesus went on to say there is going to come this great tribulation. Now, as I mentioned before in the first segment, I think, of the program, when I turn on my television, I get all sorts of preachers. I'm sure they're very sincere. (laughs) I think they're sincerely wrong. And they tell me that the saints of God are raptured home to glory. And after they're raptured home to glory, there is the great tribulation. I don't believe it because it's the very opposite of what Jesus said in his word. Jesus said the great antichrist is going to come against the church and then Jesus said there's going to be the great tribulation and then Jesus said if those days were not shortened, none of the elect would be saved. So the elect are not in heaven, the elect are upon this earth going through the great tribulation, trusting in the blood of Jesus reading their Bibles and preaching the gospel. So my friend, ahead of us is the great tribulation. That's why I tell people, read the Bible. Read the Bible every day. Don't be a lazy Christian. Let the word of God get down deep into your soul. And if you turn on television, And a man who is preaching contrary to the word of God, don't believe him, even if he's a famous preacher. So the Bible teaches the great tribulation is coming and the Antichrist is coming, but the good news is Jesus is coming.
0: What is the outlook for the future?
1: I'm going to read you a passage out of this, this great chapter. What is called by some scholars a little apocalypse because it's like the book of Revelation, but a condensation. Now, I'm going to back up. I was going to start at verse 29, but I'm going to start at verse uh, 28. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. What does it mean? It means this, that old Jerusalem became like a carcass. And the Roman soldiers surrounded the carcass and Jerusalem was destroyed and the people of God were saved. But this then points to this world. This world becomes a rotting carcass. And the Roman soldiers, they don't come, but the eagles of vengeance come. Listen to me and listen carefully. You and I cannot save planet earth. With all of our do-good schemes to save the planet, we will not save this planet. This planet is going to be replaced with a new heaven and a new earth. Do you get it? Let me read on. Immediately after the tribulation, verse 29, after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven. And the powers of the heaven will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from the one end of heaven to the other and I'm going to come down verse 32 33 now learn this parable from the fig tree when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves you know that summer is near I want to tell you folks something summer is near you hear me summer is near the Lord is coming so also when you see all these things know that it is near at the doors and then verse uh, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. It's as plain as plain can be. The Antichrist arises, he makes war against the people of God. The great tribulation takes place right here on planet Earth. Where the elect are, that's God's people. God's people are not raptured home to glory and saved from the tribulation. God's people are filled with the spirit of God and they go through the great tribulation for the glory of King Jesus. Then the Bible tells me this earth becomes the carcass. You can't save planet earth, my friends. (laughs) All of the schemes to save planet earth are doomed before they start. And then something else is going to happen. Something else is going to happen. And that is the big thing. The Bible tells me Christ is going to come and he's going to come with his angels and the angels are going to gather together his elect. Now, some people tell me the elect are already in heaven. They've been raptured home to glory. They're going completely contrary to the word of God. The elect, God's faithful people who trust in Christ are on this earth. They see all the great signs. They feel the wrath of the dragon. They feel his hot breath but because they are filled with the word of God and because they are filled with the spirit of Christ and because they are under the blood of Jesus, because they are justified by the blood of Jesus, because they are saved by grace and by grace alone, they're ready when Jesus comes. (laughs) And the angels come, not the Roman soldiers, But the angels come, and the angels come not as angels of vengeance. They come to deliver the people of God. My friend, this is the word of the Lord.
0: What final message did Jesus give to his followers in the last days?
1: The amazing thing about the words of Jesus is this. Jesus, the Son of God and the Son of Man, always tells us the truth. Now listen to the words, these words of Christ from Matthew 24. Jesus said this. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. All of these great signs are going to increase in intensity and then we are going to see the coming of Christ. Verse 34, assuredly I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Think of this, there is going, my friend, to be a final generation. There was a final generation in the days of Christ. In the last days, there is going to be a final generation that is going to see all of these tremendous events and that generation will see the coming of Christ. You and I could be the final generation. Verse 35, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away. Hey, you can't save this planet. Heaven and earth will pass away but my words will by no means pass away. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. In the days of Noah, the Bible says they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Nothing wrong with those things but they forgot God. And that is the sin of our generation. This generation has forgotten God. What should we do? We should come to Christ. We should believe in Christ. We should get under the blood of Christ. We should read the word of God every day and take the word of God into our hearts. My message to you is this. The Lord is coming. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, for Jesus' sake. Amen.
0: Christ gives us clarity. When all around us is in ruins, we can rebuild our lives on the promises of God. The new Carter Report and Hope TV Media Center has risen up from the ashes. The van is loaded with medical supplies, food and water, then driven by courageous Christians into places of danger. With a cheerful heart, they deliver hope to weary souls. With your financial help, we can heal the Ukraine, pray, that the Ukraine will be restored, and pray that the peace of God will prevail. Diakuyu, thank you. Your gifts can be sent to the address on the screen or visit our website. God bless you and thank you for being a part of the Carter Report family. For a copy of today's program,